You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Fairby, I for Pittsburgh Sports Now, call games at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today, it's a loaded episode. Of course, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Keaton Slovis is going to come to Pitt, and what is the profile of him if he happens to come here? We'll talk about him, but we will also talk about Pitt men's basketball pulling off a theatrical win in the Madison Square Garden. We will talk about what that win over St. John's means to them, what they can do going forward, and where do things stand. All of it is coming up on Locked on Pit. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. Leave the five-star review. Do all of those good things, folks, as you always do here on the Locked On Pit Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Folks, we got a really good one coming up today. Let's talk about it because everyone is buzzing about Keaton Slovis right now. And and we talked about him a little bit earlier where there was a connection. And the obvious connection is that his girlfriend, Kate McKay, plays at Pitt for their women's soccer team. So there is real opportunity here for Slovis to actually get something going. And for... Pitt to sell him on things. For one, he's already seen the campus, so he doesn't need to come here. So they don't need him actually on campus to get a visit. The only reason they would need him on campus is to show him the facilities, whatever. But really, they don't need to do that because Slovis knows the campus. Slovis knows the vibe of campus. He knows the people. He knows how Pittsburgh feels. And that's something that is kind of invaluable to them because... When you're going against schools that are likely recruiting Slovis, you know, like big blue blood programs that are recruiting him, to have that type of inherent advantage, to just have an innate advantage of, hey, this dude has been in our, not on our, just on our campus, but in our city. He knows how everything works here. He's probably seen the team to a degree as well. And he knows that we have things to sell him. For example, a Bolitnikoff Award winning receiver. An offensive line that's likely going to return a few of its vets. A three-headed backfield to work with. A stud young tight end. There's so many things that you can work with Keaton Slovis on. And then, what you can actually do is, once you get Slovis, you can actually adhere an offensive coordinator to the type of system you want to run. Now, I don't know what type of system Pitt's going to want to run. It's going to be... I think they're more likely to go more balanced than they are more pass-heavy, for example. Like, I wouldn't expect them to bring in an air raid coordinator. Like, I don't think they would run the air raid. Um, just, it doesn't make sense. They don't really have the running backs for it. Now, Vincent Davis would be a really good air raid running back. I will say that. A really good one. But, I don't feel like they have the personnel to do air raid stuff. And so, they probably wouldn't want to do that. 
But I think going to a more balanced attack, and I'm not talking about, you know, let's go full-on Wisconsin, let's go full-on Notre Dame, where you're running the ball and, and that's your focal point. I don't think it's necessarily going to be that, but I do think there's going to be a, a significant more, significantly more of an emphasis on getting the ground game involved than there was under Mark Whipple. So you're going to have to fill in kind of the blanks there and, and see what you want to do. If you are Pat Narduzzi, for example, and you say, well, I have Keaton Slovis, what happens now? But Slovis, in general, is going to be a high addition add to it. This is a guy that was dynamite in 2019 as an 18-year-old. Now, there's been injuries over his career. A right elbow injury, neck injury this past year, a hamstring injury. I think he also separated his shoulder in the bowl game last year. There's been a lot of injuries for this guy. So, Keaton Slovis is a guy that... He's been hurt a lot. He's lost off-seasons to injuries. This is a guy that really has just lacked the innate ability to stay healthy. And it's really no fault of his. It, it's bad luck. It's different types of injuries. It, it's, it's something where you look at Slovis and you say, Man, maybe we can get that guy, get him healthy... Get him in a program where we feel like we can keep him healthy. And when we do that, maybe we can get the best out of him. Now, the question will be how healthy is his arm. Again, there's that right elbow and that right shoulder injury. It's a bad injury to have. Um, two bad injuries to have for Keaton Slovis. So is the arm as as powerful as it was in 2019? Or did there get was there some juice zapped by those injuries? That's going to be remain to be seen. Um, I think that Slovis, though, out of all the options they have, you know, Purdy, uh, Calzada, um, Plummer, some guys like this that, that they have at least contacted or, or sniffed around on to a little degree, this is something that you look at and say, okay, Slovis is a real high upside guy. You know what his ceiling is. Remember, after 2019, this was a guy that was talked about as a first-round, maybe potential first overall pick in the future. He played at a very high level in 2019. This was a guy that was thought of to be one of the most promising prospects in a in a class that was supposed to have a lot of talent with, you know, the Sam Howells of the world, the, the Spencer Rattlers, and obviously some of those guys haven't worked out as well. You know, Howells turned to be really good. Rattler maybe has had more... I guess aches in the aches in his path and and all that, but this is a guy that has proven to play at a high high level when he's healthy, when he is fully healthy, when he feels good. This is a guy that's played really well. And here's the thing, he's a guy that really had a bad supporting cast at USC this last year. I know that's tough to say, but they fired Clay Helton midseason, so he was working without his head coach. There wasn't a cohesive vision here. Really, outside of Drake London, it wasn't really that good of a supporting cast. They didn't really have a ton of talent there this year. It was really just Drake London. And so London gets hurt. Things drop off. The offensive line was terrible, so he was getting hit every other play, getting banged up, getting absolutely played with like he was whack-a-mole. There's excuses for Keaton Slovis and why he wasn't good this year. This is a high upside player that you can potentially turn into an NFL talent. Let's be real here. This dude has NFL quarterback upside. Pitt has a chance to get to go after Kenny Pickett, go to a dude that could be good. 
just like that. An NFL quarterback. Now, it doesn't mean Slovis will work out that way. Again, the injury risks, if his arm is dead, obviously this is dead in the water. And it's harder to get medical info in the college game than it is in the NFL. Obviously, you're not going to have a, a combine, for example. And especially in the dead period. So you're essentially taking him on. And just because Slovis comes doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win the job. Now, the hype will always be, yes, Slovis will win the job. But he's not going to be given it. Understand that. He's not going to be given it. And I think this is going to be a real competition. He'll be the favorite. And a pick and lane on Slovis, man, they're going to be probably a top 25 team in the preseason polls. This is a dude that, for real, could bring that level of hype to this program. And, and that would be huge for Pitt. Absolutely huge. Uh, I can only imagine where they would be in most projections. And again, it doesn't mean that Slovis would be what you think he is or or what he could be. He could be a complete object disaster, not even win the job. He could be a, a guy that actually plays at the NFL level and reinvigorates his draft stock and, and he stays one year and he's gone and and Pitt has put two quarterbacks in the NFL in back-to-back years and they have to restart all over in 2023, but that's an ideal scenario because you feel like if that happens, well, good things probably happen for Pitt as a team overall. So, Keaton Slovis, I think there's real legs to this thing, man. I think Pitt has a real opportunity here to get a, a, a guy that really could could get some juice to this program in 2022 after a season where they won the ACC title. And again, I think it's very, very, very possible that they land this guy because I'm telling you, he's got connections here and, and there's smoke. There's a fire when there's smoke. So I'll tell you that right now. Keaton Slovis coming to Pitt, it's likelier than you think it is. All right, folks, let's shift gears over to men's basketball. They defeated St. John's, but first I want to talk about prize picks. Bull season is here, Pitt fans. I've been telling you about prize picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world and offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-major players you may have never even heard of. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, they play points, rebounds, threes made, and more. Folks, all you have to do to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 is use our promo code Locked On. Again, you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you use our promo code Locked On. All you have to do is pick two to five players and over under in their projections, and you can win 10 times on any entry. It also allows for mixed sport entries, so feel free to do that. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Folks, listen, you guys have to make sure to check out the college football playoff preview 20. 21 local experts betting advice and draft analysis the most comprehensive college football playoff preview folks i'm over there with matt sheehan of locked on spartans we give you a peach bowl preview both sides of the coin make sure to go check it all out it's great stuff folks however 
we here on the Locked On Pit Podcast are not going to be talking Peach Bowl today. In fact, we're not going to be talking Peach Bowl probably until next week for at least a little bit because we have some time to buffer between now and Atlanta when they play in about a week and a half here. But what we will talk about is the Madison Square Garden in the Gotham Classic Pit going to Madison Square Garden. And it's like for old time's sake, they just channeled LeVance Fields in front of LeVance Fields. And, well, they win on a last second fadeaway jumper by Jamarius Burt. Well, I mean, there are takeaways to talk about in this game. First of all, boy, what a gritty, a gritty, 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 gritty defensive performance by this team. I mean, seriously. Unbelievable job by Mogi in this game. And in terms of just his pure play, from just a, a natural eye standpoint, I mean, Mogi had his best game as a Pittsburgh Panther this day against St. John's. Huge, huge blocks to take away easy baskets. His, his defense was huge. Just down in the paint, you know, they really tried to drive on pit. They really tried to drive on pit and and try to force easy baskets, you know, with layups or or quick hook shots, whatever. Gee did a great job at making contested shots hard down in in the post there from the elbow on the baseline. Nothing was free and Mo Gee was huge as a result of that. He had a huge block to prevent a late uh, a late game tying Layup, it, it was huge. And on the offensive end, this is a guy that, that can create things as well. And we saw that. You know, the, the three ball wasn't really going. It's, that's really only been going for him against UMBC. But he, he can create things and, and dish out things and force magnetism towards him. Uh, but he's a guy that, that can get to the line. He was great from the line in this game as well. The guy was a force down low. And it was huge to see Mogi play at this level. So... I will, honestly, when, when you look at what he brings to the table from that area, this is a guy that is a really, really high-level um, type of player. Um, so so this is a guy that you hope he can replicate that and continue it forward, to be quite honest with you. So I don't know if Mogi will be able to continue to play like this because this was a real special game for, for how he played. But more importantly, I think that Mogi just needs to continue to be that defensive presence down low. He needs to not be a net negative in terms of the turnovers. You know, sometimes he's trying to be like Kevin Durant or or try to be Nikola Jokic and and it's try to create things that aren't there. But this he played within himself. He he took what the defense gave him, and down low he was really, really, really good. Burton, I mean, it wasn't an efficient game from him. He had five turnovers, which is big. I think he made some bad decisions, especially not taking the shot there um, with about 50 seconds left. With the shot clock running down, it's eventually called for a travel, and it was about the worst possession pick it had. But there were good things with Burton in this game. Offensively, he got it going a little bit. He's not scared to take shots. I don't think he's, he's an efficient shooter. But I think he's a willing shooter, and Pitt doesn't have many willing shooters. So the fact that he's a willing shooter is big, but he's also a guy that can penetrate the basket. And you saw on the coast-to-coast win, I mean, the winning shot, he did a great job of penetrating there to his left. Um, It was bad defense by St. John's. They just let him drive with with no balls, you know, with no screen defense whatsoever. 
but Burton also was able to get to the line with ease. Um, and he shot the ball extremely well from the from the free throw line. Now over 85% for, on, as a free throw shooter this season. Huge stuff from Jamarius Burton uh, there. I thought those two guys were obviously the two catalysts. Uh, I, I thought Hughley didn't really have a great game. I think Will Jeffers is starting to feel a shot. 6 of 14 over his last six games. That's, that's good um, for Jeffers at least shooting the three seemingly a little bit better. Starting to find a shot. Even if it's not confident, he's still great as a defender. Um, that's That's the big thing here um but but when you look at, at these guys overall in the team they, they play they play with this type of gritty hard-nosed mentality and I think Jeff Cable has instilled that in them at least to a degree and I, I really do appreciate that so that's type of stuff you need to look at and I think overall when you talk about things like that that's exactly what you look for in a in a team that hopefully can improve and when you look for signs of those improving teams, for example, you look at cohesiveness. And I think this team is definitely becoming a cohesive unit. They're not just a bunch of players kind of being thrown out there and playing at a whim and trying to meld together. This team is now communicating at a high level. It's now a team that, you know, actually feels like a team that is trying to get something going on the defensive end. They feel actually, not to be quite honest with you, they actually feel like a very, very, very solid defensive team right now. They're not perfect, and they certainly give up their easy baskets, and they have their lapses, but not nearly as many lapses. So the open threes aren't there as much anymore. The perimeter defense is a lot better. The interior defense is a lot better. And the communication, man, the rotations are much better. There's closeouts now. Everything became harder for St. John's. Everything was contested. Nothing came easy to them. I think the biggest thing for this team, though, Boy, the transition defense was phenomenal. I mean, really. You know, the turnovers weren't very good for Pitt. I mean, they turned the ball over a ton. And that's been an issue for this team. We'll talk about that, I think, kind of coming up, where, where I think they have an issue here. and It's a big one at that. It's not just a small one. They have a huge issue in terms of actually the ball handlers. But listen, you have 18 turnovers in a game. And you only allow four fast break points. You want to tell me how good your fast break defense is? You probably can't get much better than that. So impressive stuff from Pitt overall on the on the transition defense. And I thought that was one of their real weaknesses earlier this year. It's improved every game. And this game was no different. And why they've been close in a few of these last few games has really been because their transition defense has been so good. And so that that's how Pitt's going to have to win, man. It's going to have to be ugly. You know, this is going to be, this is not a good offensive team. One, we understand that at this point, but you 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 fought a nine and one Minnesota team. You fought a, a UVA team with so much pedigree. You you fought a St. John's team and won. You fought a pretty dang good Monmouth team. Honestly, the Monmouth looks good, man. Monmouth, I think, is going to be a pretty good team, potential tournament team at the very least. They're a good team. It's going to be between them and Iona there, but we'll see. But Monmouth is Monmouth is legit. Monmouth is legit. And Colgate's a team that has shown the case that they can beat Power five, Power 6 teams. So, Pitt, Pitt has battled. Pitt has battle-tested. And, and this was a great way to feel out a win. But, again, what's the ceiling for this team? Where can they move forward? ACC plays coming up. What is my feel on the team? We will talk about that. But first, folks, I need to let you know about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season. 
continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Folks, so sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, and boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Folks, have you ever wanted a protein bar that is gooey, that is rich in chocolate, that tastes well, but also has the health benefits? Well, I have you. Built Bar has you. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, and there's so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. You can have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. It gives you that extra fuel to bust down those mall doors and battle out all of those holiday shoppers. Folks, while you're at that mall, make sure to meet Santa there and tell him, throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. So folks, here's the offer. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKS15, and get 15% off on your order. Again, that's the promo code LOCKS15. You'll get 50% off on your order. Use the promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Let's keep talking pit basketball. What pit can do from here on out? So, the expectations for pit basketball obviously shouldn't be high. Obviously. I think everyone knows by now this is just not a good team. It's okay to admit that, even with this gritty win. We have to acknowledge they were without Julian Champetti. Pitt's not getting Nike Sabade back. When are they going to get Ithiel Horton back? I have no idea. Again, all of this, all these things are very real. Pitt doesn't have a consistent perimeter shot until they get Horton back. And again, who knows when that will be. And again, even when they do get him back, Ithiel Horton is pretty streaky. So when he's off, you, you have another issue if he's not on, right? So there's that. The ball handlers, man, Femi Odukali is not a point guard. Like, straight up, this dude plays like a stretch three. He is a guy that plays more like a small forward, which is okay. You don't want to box them necessarily into positions, but he's a guy that doesn't really play like a point guard. He's pretty sloppy with his handles. I don't think his handles are particularly good. I think he's a good drive driver. He can drive on the baseline. He can drive from the top of the key. He can do all that. He can create his own drives and go to the lane and go to the rack and with improved free throw shooting that he's shown over the last few weeks has been a big addition to his game getting to the line like he did he did a few times against St. John's was really big and I thought he did a really nice job of creating his own lane and driving to the basket um but this is a guy that turns the ball over too much he, he doesn't really have great court vision he doesn't really read what what teams are doing against him so you want to tell me this guy should be our main point guard no Jamaris Burton is a cerebral player, a far more cerebral player. He has better handles. He has a step-back mid-range game that he trusts. Odukali doesn't. So, you ask me, who who would I rather have running the point? It's Burton. Now, Burton has his issues, too. And trust me, the sloppiness with his handles and the errant passes. and He has his issues. Like, Burton is not perfect. But Onye Isaiah Kuda... 
I think has also been a really nice revelation to, to kind of put everything into perspective. This is a guy that has come out of nowhere. I mean, he's the best walk-on I can remember watching at Pitt Basketball for a while here. And he's a guy that's quick. He's explosive. I think that's something that Burton and Odukali don't have. Ode- I mean, Isaiah Kudo is just absurdly explosive. And he's a guy that can really come and create his own shot. He's got a legitimate outside shot, which is something. So it keeps defenses honest. He's a guy that can actually sink the three. He's a pretty cerebral player. He Boy, he's a, he's a real, really, really sticky defender. Great perimeter defense. And he's a guy that creates just a lot of things for other people. I like Onyeze Kuda a lot. He's a very smart player. He's a guy that I think plays at a high level pretty often. So when I'm looking at guys that are on the point, it would be Burton and Zekudo, not Odo Cali much. I mean, Femi just works better in an off-ball role because he can set some picks like he did at the end of the game, for example, to open up things for Burton. He can work off-ball shots. You can still set a place for him where he can drive off the screen in the pick-and-roll game if he really wants to because he can dish it down low. And if you want to work that pick-and-roll game with him and Gee, him and Hughley, whoever it may be, him and Jeffers, whoever it may be, you can do that. But he also you also have to utilize that creativeness and how he can drive to the basket. But it's better off in an in a on-ball, off-ball role than when you can have guys like Burton and Zayacudo running the point in the on-ball role as a more cerebral, truly good point guard. And I think that's something that they have to do moving forward. So, so we'll see kind of how Pitt choose to do that, and, you know, Odukali's not 100% either, dealing with that ankle injury he suffered against UMBC, I still don't see the same type of explosiveness I saw when he played before that, so we'll see, he's been pretty out of control though recently, and hasn't really played within himself, and trying to do too much, hasn't been super well coached to play within those lines, he's gone a little bit too out far, outside far of those lines, so we'll see, you know, overall this team, it just, it doesn't have a ton of talent, I mean, they play hard. They have a brand of basketball now that's ugly. They play good defense, though. They play at a high level. And and that's that's the brand Pitt is making right now. So let's understand that. That's their brand right now. Ugly defense. We'll get to the free throw line. We hope to sink these shots. If they have a similar free throw performance to what they did at St. John's, man, things can go much better for them moving forward. I mean, shooting, shooting what they did, you know, over 80% from the line. I mean, that's, that's their best performance in a long, long time from the charity stripe. And they'll need to continue that stuff. You know, we'll get to the line. We don't. We know we don't have a good offense, but, you know, Hugh, you guys are going to be worried about Hughley. Maybe we can get other guys involved in the mid-range game. We can get a three here or there. And then if we can start hitting the three here or there, maybe John Hughley gets back up. Or Hughley will have his games where he goes off, even though he didn't have a particularly good game against St. John's. He'll have his games. You know he'll get his points. He'll get his ability to go up. So this is a this is a team that has formulas, and I think they could steal an ACC, you know, maybe two, three ACC games here, and and and, I don't, and with the bad ACC as well, I think that only compounds that. So, folks, as always, thanks for listening, and hail to Pitt.